Welcome to the 21st episode of the BBCE, the best book club ever. Whether you're an avid reader or just like to chillax and have fun, or both, join us each week for some awesome book discussion. The BBCE is a safe place to cultivate authentic friendship, share our real lives with you, and conquer all of life's problems. Mostly. My name is Mandy, and I'm going to be hosting Book Club for the next two weeks. Uh, and I am joined by my fellow BBCE members, Holly, Katie, and Sarah. It is our hope today to challenge the way you see the world around you. And guys, just for a minute before we like get into our whole show format, um, I just want to take a minute and put some plugs at the beginning, which we normally don't do until the end. But um, all of our listeners out there, if you haven't checked out our social media platforms, um, those are what we use to kind of continue book discussion and thoughts, a lot of times more on a personal level. Um, so it doesn't end with the weekly podcast. Um, like most of the things we do on our social media are book related, but it is also a way that we want to do what we say we do and share our real lives with you. So we would love for you to join us on those platforms. Um, and the it truth also is gives you an idea is we're like, we work together on it as a, yeah. as a team. Like we each have our own little responsibilities. Uh, last week, if you guys jumped into our Instagram stories, you would have seen all four of us um, just doing a lot of fun things together, yeah. but apart. Awesome. And I mean, the truth is that we didn't start this podcast just for the four of us. I don't think any of us went into it like this is just for us. Like we really want to build a community of trust and openness. So we're going to put these at the end too. Um, but I'll say it here too. We're on Facebook at the BBCE. I'm sorry, facebook.com slash the BBCE. And then we're also on Instagram at the BBCE. So you can check us out. Okay. On with the show. Are you guys ready? <laughs> My, yeah. my little blurb. Okay. Um, so our random question of the week, or my random question of the week for you guys. Um, what sound do you love? Is there a sound that you love? And why? Because I know you're gonna tell me why anyway. So <laughs> uh, this is Katie. That's an easy one. I love nature sounds, birds. Cicadas, Katie dids, frogs, all the farm animals. All the farm Makes animals. Very awesome. happy. We have a lot of noise Sweet. out here. I think the cows were actually getting prodded into their trailer yesterday next door, and it was very loud. <laughs> they were not happy. <laughs> it's fun. Um, okay, this is Sarah. Of course, I'm going to have a hard time just choosing one. Um, I think the first one that popped into my mind was rain. Um, I love, I've always wanted a tin roof on my house because I love a how tin that what? Sound. A tin oh, roof. No. Roof. What? Roof. Like uh. a bark? No. <laughs> like. Like I know what you mean. You're such a what? <laughs> Why do I always fall for your tin roof? Rusted roof. I'm roof. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm confused. I don't know where I'm from. The, the north or the south. <laughs> I I know what you mean. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. So Sarah wants a 
tin roof. Tin <laughs> <laughs> okay. rains. I just like it. That's that's cool. Okay, um, Holly. That's awesome. Okay, um, my favorite sound. The first thing that popped into my brain is a. Um, a little sad, but the thing that I love to hear, is that the question? What do you love? A yeah. sound that you love? Yeah. Um, it would be like old recordings of my kids' voices or oh. my grandparents that have passed away or like just people that I can't hear anymore. Those voices, those teeny tiny voices. Oh. Um, that's, I think, probably one of my favorite sounds. Aww. Awesome. I'm going to have to ditto that. <laughs> okay. This is Mandy again, and my... This is this was an easy one for me. Um, I love the sound of the ocean. So, love the sound of the ocean and the waves. And it's even better if there's a storm on the ocean and you can hear thunder. Okay, um, Katie, would you read the publisher's synopsis for the book this week, please? Absolutely. I don't know what I just said. And this is where. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. This is where Absolutely. the other three of us are just going to sit back, sip our coffee while mm, Katie works and reads. Make me work for it today. Here we go. The publisher synopsis. In the small oh. Florida town of Seabrook, a young lawyer named Keith Russo was shot dead at his desk as he worked late one night. The killer left no clues. There were no witnesses, no one with a motive. But the police soon came to suspect Quincy Miller a young black man who was once a client of Russo's. Quincy was tried, convicted, and sent to prison for life. For 22 years, he languished in prison, maintaining his innocence. But no one was listening. He had no lawyer, no advocate on the outside. In desperation, he writes a letter to Guardian Ministries, a small nonprofit run by Cullen Post, a lawyer who was also an Episcopal minister. Guardian accepts only a few innocence cases at a time. Cullen Post travels the country fighting wrongful convictions and taking on clients forgotten by the system. With Quincy Miller, though, he gets far more than he bargained for. Powerful, ruthless people murdered Keith Russo, and they do not want Quincy Miller exonerated. They killed one lawyer 22 years ago, and they will kill another without a second thought. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So the book that we are discussing this week and next week is The Guardians by John Grisham. This is not his latest book. This came out in fall 2019, but it was one I hadn't read yet. And so, um, and I wanted to. I didn't know when I would have time unless I did it for book club. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for coming along for the ride, guys. Um, no, I really am excited to talk about this book. Um, I have read, I think, I mean, almost everything that John Grisham has ever written. In fact, like this, like I, I, I insist on buying the books in hardback <laughs> mm -hmm. and I have my collection upstairs. But anyway, um, his very first book came out in 1989. It was A Time to Kill. And he's actually written 35 books, um, including a children's series. So he's, um, yeah, I did not know that. Yes, the children's yeah. series. The, yeah. the Theodore Boone. Theodore Boone oh. is the children's series. And I haven't read it, and I would really like to read it. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Can I insert a fun fact? Yes. Yeah, yeah because mine's ju I'm just going to speak. You, like, wrote history, I, so please. This is the first John Grisham book that I actually ever read. 
or listen to, whatever. Oh. Um, but I actually got to see him read part of one of his books at Radio City Music Hall Sweet. a few years ago. Awesome. What? I... Yes, he was there. Stephen King was there, and J.K. Rowling was there, how? and it was amazing. How, how was it? Okay. Holly, I'm so glad you inserted that right there because I was literally going to ask you about that. Like, how did that experience, like, because you listened to him read a part of one of his books, right? Yes. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. Well, like, how was that experience and then now finally reading one of his books? I mean, totally different. It, I mean, who goes to, like, Radio City Music Hall to, like, watch someone read a book? It was so cool, oh, though. Like, awesome. it was almost like a concert. But then, like, this is just, like, you know, listening to a book. Like, I do that all the time. I don't go and watch someone read some but a work that they've put together, you know. And they awesome. each got to choose, I think, what part of the book that they read. And so they each chose a section of the book's um, that could stand on its own. And I remember thinking, geez, this is cool. I should, I should read that book. I didn't, but that's cool. it was really neat. That's very, really very neat. cool. Yeah. I would love to see John Grisham read one of his books. Like when I read his books, I find myself and I've ever since the very first book I read by him, I find myself like when I'm thinking things in my mind, random things throughout the day, I find myself thinking them in the way he would write them. <laughs> Like, it that's is hilarious. such a problem. <laughs> that's oh. funny. Anyway, but that's very cool, Holly. Um, have Have you guys ever, I know Holly just said this is her, her first one. Sarah and Katie, have you guys read John Grisham before? I feel like maybe I've read one of his books, but I honestly can't remember. You feel like you have? Oh. I've <laughs> maybe it's like you sure would remember. I've read you. one of them. <laughs> Okay. I thought we had read one before for book club, but it's actually, actually no, we did. Didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mandy's like tricked okay. you. <laughs> we did. We did. Then but I it have was read it. not a legal thriller. It's, it oh, wasn't. Which a, one was it? it? Uh, I think was it Gra- the A? Was, was it called Gray Mountain or something? It was one of those. Yeah. Gray about, Mountain was his? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember oh, reading that. Then yes. I've, I have read, it, I have it, read several of his books. I don't remember that one though yeah you don't remember gray mountain uh-uh what was it it's about, about that girl who like went to a city and um, yeah it oh. was more of just a story i wouldn't a lot a of books town. are like that I, I didn't mean city i meant a small town <laughs> okay the opposite um, of city <laughs> anyway oh, that clears it up for me <laughs> anyway but um no idea like, i do remember rid of mountains they were like mining them or something no. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. but in a really weird way. We're not talking about like Appalachia coal mining right. different type story, right? But right. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, th- this is going to be I'm excited to talk about this for one. Like there aren't any like profound quotes. Um <laughs> and my goal isn't to like dig super deep into the story. It's just it's it's a story, you know? It's not like when we read The Choice or um, some of the other things we read, but um, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about like, his writing, which we've done a little bit, and settings and things like that. I guess like light literary things. <laughs> so it was uh, super easy to read or listen to, which was really nice. Yes, yeah, yeah Sarah, actu- you blew through it. I think you won. You beat Holly. <laughs> I did. Wow, I did. By a day. 
I actually have been listening to it at double speed, and it's oh. it's worked out okay. So. I don't see how you guys do that. I cannot listen to yeah. even 1.5. I have to listen at regular tempo. Wait. And I still miss things. Like, Katie was reading the publisher synopsis, and I was like, who? What? <laughs> huh? Okay. This <laughs> is the book. Well, the pop, but oh, sorry. Holly, I know why. I know why you can't listen to it at double speed. Because you're doing, like, three yes. other things while you're listening to it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Anyway. And that, um, I can't listen to it at double speed, nor can I do anything else <laughs> at the same time. You can paint. <laughs> well, I was painting and listening to it, but Sarah, you don't know how many times I had to like backtrack it. Like, <laughs> I mean, if I miss one word, one word, I am like backtracking it and listening again. So it takes me forever. <laughs> but this one was a lot faster than most because of the way Good. that the the writing flowed so, so well and mm. the reader was phenomenal i loved the reader The reader was did a great great yeah. job he did a really good job yeah. Yeah. i guess when you've written 35 books you can probably get someone a really good reader to read for you <laughs> like i'm sure probably, you know. i'm sure people are dying to be the reader for a john grisham book yeah Thank you for saying that about the flow of the writing, Katie, because I don't feel like all of his books have been like that, especially some mm. of his early ones. But I anyway. don't remember it being like that with Grey Mountain. No, that one was uh. a tough one. And he has some tough ones. And I read, uh, did you read Camino Island? Yes. And okay, now there's I'll a second Camino Island. But anyway. Oh, is there? Mm -hmm. I do love that because it's set um, at Fernandita Beach on Amelia yes. Island, which is where my family goes every Aww. year. So it was Aww. like I read it while I was at Amelia That's Island last fun. summer, which was really cool. But the flow of that book, it did not appeal to me. This one, I told Sarah, which I shouldn't talk about ahead of time. We talked just a little bit. I just feel like it was just too John Grisham-y because it was oh, almost it was. like he wrote it in his sleep. Oh, I mean, it was John just Grisham. like, it was just so like everything was, you could expect, you know? This was one of his classics. Yeah. That, like it, I almost felt like uh, it, it took me back to the late nineties. Like anyway, mm. well, okay. It's kind of enjoyable though. I feel like oh. for people who love his stuff, like. If you're I just wanting it. something easy to read for the summertime or just to fill, you know, the yeah. air and stuff like that, it just makes it easy. Yeah. And it was only like, what, 11 and a half hours to listen to. So for our listeners right. out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, Katie, you talked about settings and I, I wanted just to mention that real quick in the podcast. Like, what did you guys think of the settings in this book? Like, like the towns were really close to home. Oh, yeah. hang on. I yeah. know he said Tennessee. Well, oh, and, Dal right. and even Dalton. Dalton, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Chattanooga he, was I mean, mentioned. Chattanooga. He yeah. went and to um, the best Katie. part of the whole book. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Mandy was going there, but I have to say it. That was my favorite part. He was like, I went to Tennessee Law School. Good old Rocky Top. And yep. then the guy was, was like, like, I hate that I song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you're yes. stupid and fat and drunk. <laughs> So. Oh, is that what you wanted to tell me? Oh my goodness! No, is that what you really wanted to say to me when I said about I didn't the like guy that in song? the book? I, know. I don't think I don't think I, I could say any of those things to you, Mandy. I know. You're not stupid. You're not fat, and you're not drunk. So. <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, like the settings. To me, if a book is written in those 
in, in settings that are around me that I know it just it enhances something for me. So for sure. I enjoyed that. Like Dalton, you can, I like to picture things in my mind. Like yeah, when I know someone, like when I some know somebody like has moved to a new house. Like when Katie moved to her new house, like I like going there because I like seeing where my people are, like picturing them in their environment. So when a book ah. is like that, it's like even better. It helps. Like yeah. or uh, if. If it's not said or stated or I miss it, which most of the time I miss wherever they are, like I'm just assuming it's where I am. So like in the <laughs> man called Uva, when they were like going on the train to like Italy or something, and I was like, how you can't take a train from Tennessee to Italy. <laughs> like I was not understanding where they were. Oh my That's gosh. Awesome. I'm like, how do you miss that? It's like... <laughs> The, and they're even using a different form of currency. Or it's only because book. you were wounded a bunch, Katie. I could, yes, that's true. I did not miss it. Who cares where they're from? It's important. You have to go back to like the second grade, like reading where you write down the character, the plot, the setting, and like so you know. I'm gonna. Yes. I want yeah, you like to post that on out. social media <laughs> for the next book that we read. I want to know. Although you kept Holly's up with all version. the characters from. Um, songbirds and snakes which was yeah crazy. that was impressive that was crazy <laughs> amazing well i stopped it a lot yeah, yeah. um I, I liked though i really enjoyed all the places that he went like he was constantly on the move i just really enjoyed how he like drove to a lot of places i feel like that like enhanced his character because i can totally picture somebody like on the road and yeah i think that was, was like driving i-95 from florida up to savannah i was like yep Yep. And this is the second book that we've read with Savannah as like the main setting. So I'm pretty sure we're going to have to take a girl's trip there. Like, <gasps> yes. It's just yes. going to have to happen. We've been talking about it for place. so many years. I like, know. Oh, we would yeah. have so much fun. It would be so fun. Be so- we could I go just- to Tybee Island. Yes. Uh-huh. Mandy could yes. get her beach time in Holly and... We could like go tour that, um, you know, we read oh, the garden yes. or yeah, the midnight in the garden of good and evil. We could, yeah. like, yes, see that was a good all book. the stuff good from book. that book. Yeah, I, it'd be fun. I just thought of something and I don't know. I just thought of it when you guys were talking about how John Grisham's characters travel from place to place, like by car. Uh, there are some things that like John Grisham, neither in his writing or his stories has moved along with technology at all. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Mm -hmm. I just thought of that. Do you guys know what I mean? Like reading this book was like reading, like he could have written this easily, easily in the late nineties. Oh, for sure. Like when you think about modern technologies and stuff. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh This book was set. This book was set in the late nineties. This book Oh, well, there you a go. person who was convicted <laughs> of murder in 1989. I'm pretty oh sure it was gosh. the 80s. It was the 80s when Quincy Miller, the character, was convicted. And then 22 years later. So I guess it was, okay, so it was well, early 2000s. And but some of his other right. recent books. <laughs> but he had reasons for, like, why he would drive to places versus fly. First of all, he yeah. didn't have money to pay him to. So it all, like, kind of made and sense. safety but I get it Mandy like he definitely is not like your modern he's, day thriller his writing rare. style has not changed I mean well mm-hmm. I mean it's evolved some but not changed I 
What did you guys think? I wasn't going to ask this question, but um, what? just real quick, what did you guys think of the characters and their development throughout the story? It almost felt like the book was more about the story than the characters. Yes. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes, yeah, and Mandy, I'm glad you said that because that was something that I was kind of trying to pinpoint why this style of writing isn't my favorite. And, oh. you know, it's because I'm so much more interested in, like, the character <laughs> development. I love books oh. where you, like, no see character. the deep, nuanced, like, the weirdness of humankind. Like, I love books where an author can do that oh. because I think it's so it's so what I cannot do. So what I wish that I could express myself. And so when somebody can do it, I love that. And this was just a story. So to me, it was fun. And I, I mean, it was a very easy listen, but it's not something that's going to affect me. Like it, I, I finished it like two or three days ago and I don't even care anymore. <laughs> so Which is kind of nice though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cause a lot yeah, of stuff nice. have, like, sits right. in your mind <laughs> yes yeah. it's, it was very freeing it was just kind of like oh Aww. I can take a break and breathe a sigh of relief and relax that is and exactly it was exactly what I wanted it to be that yes. is why I picked a book like you this. did a good and job let me tell that. you I was gonna go Sophie Kinsella and have it be totally like who cares about anything in life Aww, but I went fun John they are fun but so what did you, I mean speaking of the story if that's kind of what it was about what did you guys like the story itself did you like the plot just very I did this is yeah I I thought it was interesting like I you know kind of quote stayed on the edge of my seat the whole time and um I didn't necessarily know like what direction things were going to go in. And um, I did. I, I enjoyed the, the storyline. Um, so you did not think it was like, I was going to ask too, did you guys think it was predictable, not predictable? Like, I feel like it was predictable in the sense that he was going to get out of prison. Well, you already knew throughout the book that he was innocent. Yeah. Other than that, there were a few things that, you know, it just kind of, like, I didn't feel like it was as challenging maybe for him to build the the reopening of the case. I got a lot confused with all the legal terms. I am not good with that stuff. So I was, I was rewinding a lot just to be like, wait, what word was that? And what does that actually mean? <laughs> so I overthink everything. <laughs> Like, I was like, I have to know when they file this, whatever they just said, what that actually means. Um, I need to become an attorney. Yes, I need to, to become an attorney. To. I'm called, yeah, no, so, but I felt like, like, you know, they found the flashlight kind of easily, and it was like, well, that's all they, it, it just, it was kind of easy, and each piece kind of just, oh, this fell, this fell, this fell, so now it's, now it's done. How great, how amazing, how easy. Um, I'm glad it happened that way. I am glad the ending was what it was because I would have been really ticked off if it hadn't been. <laughs> but I think that John Grisham usually has like his, you know, his lawyer who's, you know, the defense lawyer usually comes out winning the case, you know, so I wasn't surprised by that at all. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to, from, from some of this stuff. I, I didn't want to talk heavy about I don't know, heavy things, <laughs> but there are a couple kind of injustice issues that I just 
I, I want us to touch on and as much as we can just in light of why I picked this book and everything, like keep them to the perspective of the book, you know, like, or in con, sorry, keep them in context of, of the book. Um, one of them is I'm, I'm a huge, huge true crime fan. Um, I watch. I am too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we listen to this um, podcast, Crime Junkie, every Monday. We need to plug that in our show notes. Um, and I have my Crime Junkie mug right now. <laughs> oh, you have a mug? Awesome. I didn't know you had I'm merch. drinking from it right now. Nice. Okay, cool. It's my Crime Junkie pride <laughs> mug. That's cute. That's cool. Oh, lo- I'm loving the logo for that, by the way. Anyway, um, but one of the things that always gets me when I listen to those episodes or when I watch even documentaries on true crime stuff, I can't, like, when there is a clear agenda to convict the wrong person just to get a conviction happens all the time. And, yeah. like, even though this book that we read is a book of fiction, um, I think that that injustice like that's very real i mean he based that on <laughs> a real thing that happens you know so um what are some of the w- yes at the end of the book he talks about how it was actually he got the idea from a specific case and mm. i don't remember the man's name do you remember because Ooh. he's still in prison yeah oh, in wow. texas mm-hmm. really yeah Okay. Yes. And the flashlight. Did you finish the book? I haven't finished the book, and that wasn't going to come out in this podcast, but thanks. <laughs> I mean, like, he did. Like, that. Yeah. He he did base the story on a real life. Yeah, there were, like, two so, two different events that he put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make the yeah. story. Like, it he was, was introduced. Yeah. In, in this I think book, that took the book to the next level. Like, I, I like it when. See. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, let me tell you this too. John Grisham also has written he 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 has out of all 35 of his books, he has one work of nonfiction and it's called The Innocent Man. And that book That's changed. the one we did. I love that book. That book changed my life. Mm. I mean, it it was so good and I need to read it again and so I just I I I just kind of wonder if that kind of thing these wrongful convictions are like a passion of john grisham Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like this is why his defense attorneys win every time and or not every time but you know he's using his platform to be able to and i think a lot of people right now are using their platforms to speak about all of these wrongful convictions because this is something that we're seeing a lot more yes and we're like being attuned to it what Mm. this goes on like oh my gosh shoot yes but it happens all the time it does and, and, and it happens more to the black community which he mentioned several times in this book like you yes. you don't see this in yeah white america or the white part of this town which was in yep. the south but it happens all the time so which again part of the book also like you know how you were talking about how he wasn't flying because of money but he also wasn't flying because of um security reasons like there were parts in this book where they were everyone was cautioning the attorney like don't go there be careful that is not like the people in that town not great people like yeah and the exam an example in the book of i'm sorry i'm going back i just had this thing in my head i wanted to say the example in the book one of the examples like there was a lady who was paid off to testify against the man who was wrongly convicted by saying that she saw a black man running from the scene. Like, 
and 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 she had to say black man because that's gonna flag everybody you know like um yeah it happens all the time she just thinks okay this is an easy way for me to get out of a little simple misdemeanor especially if i say he's black but it's to be and honest. it sets this other man up for well they yeah. knew who they wanted this they right. knew who they wanted to set up so right. he is black so duh. right but it <laughs> we're gonna set it up easy he had to say but it was like it was for quincy miller specifically because then they pegged the motor motive and yeah. also put the you know they they put the the flashlight in his trunk so that it you know yes connected him to the crime scene even though it wasn't at the crime scene and Mm -hmm. they didn't even it got (sighs) lost and all that crazy stuff but Mm -hmm. yeah I couldn't believe Mandy either like going back to your original question um like I get that people are in prison for stupid stuff but I did not realize some of the ways that Mm -hmm some of the ways that the legal system is just so like insane. I just did not realize, you know, like (laughs) we have this insane amount of crap that we have to jump through. And yet it's very easy to convict someone wrongfully. How is that that possible? Yes. And like one of the things that got me, I put this in my show notes or in my episode notes here, but like, the great, I think, the greatest piece of physical evidence that they could confirm was a strand of hair, and you—that doesn't confirm well. Not in this story. That was with the. That was with the oh. other case. The other case that I um, wrote it down wrong. Colin Post was working on was oh, that strand yeah, of yeah, hair. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But yeah. that happens the for real. The hair that yes. he stole. And right. then they were like, you stole a piece of evidence? Like, I had you it know, for like, a whole year. Like, like one even of- that whole conversation with the prosecutor yes. and then the defense attorney, I mean, you see how they, like, logically, well, psh, no, you went through that re- loophole? That's not right. Right. Even though yeah. they even knew. Though. That it would prove the guy in prison w- shouldn't be there. Was the wrong like guy, yeah. And he was, like, that, minutes oh. away from getting executed. So right. Yes! <sighs> it's because yeah. money, money, money. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think ego, too. I think, these, so I think when a prosecutor yeah. puts some, somebody away, it's like it's, it's a feeling of accomplishment for sure. Mm-hmm. And it probably goes to the next. Well, I know it goes to the next level for some people. They don't want that taken away from them. They, pro- they had the right. wrong guy prosecuted, you know, after all and these they people have been know watching. It. It's like, right. how yeah. do you sleep and at night? Let's yeah. just sell our. Also, yeah. go on, Katie. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I've. Like, it also goes into, like, it just keeps filtering up and up and up, where it's, like, it even affects, like, our elections. Like, some of these people have to get elected into their position. And sure. you look at how many people have gotten, you know, yep. convicted and all of those numbers and stats. And I was going to read. So, mm-hmm. I've got this book saved to read. It's called Rethinking Incarceration, Advocating Ooh. for Justice That Restores. And, like, the opening thing says the United States, and this is written in 2018 so it's a little old but the united states has five percent of the world's population but 25 percent of the world's incarcerated so it is oh the u.s only has five percent of the world's population okay i guess that makes sense actually pretty versus 25 percent 
Wow, but 25, yeah, I mean, like, 25 percent. nothing like the system here in America, like how much money we fuel into the jails and the wow. people that work there. And then they're even, you know, sometimes corrupt, not all, but, I mean, this book just pointed to a lot of corruption that, to me, was maybe my um, chosen ignorance in some ways because I don't, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to care about that, too. Sorry. <laughs> I will I'm say, sorry. Sarah, piggy, piggybacking sorry. off of what you said, um, that book, there is a Netflix documentary called The 13th. Excellent, Ooh. excellent documentary. Again, about, I mean, it starts off with that same the statistic, how America is so small, but yet our percentage of yeah. incarcerated people is so much larger. Yeah. yeah. and And just the... I don't know the details, but I was talking to my brother-in-law about this the other night and talking about, like, companies that are vicariously involved in yeah. incarcerations. Like, for-profit privileges. JCPenney's, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, he stuff. mentioned that, too. He did mention that, like, that we yeah. monetized these prisons. We get this much money for a prisoner or, you right. know. Oh, wow. gosh. And, and it makes me think of the quote. I'm sorry, Mady. I know you want to get back to You've got questions in your head, but I'm just no, like. No, no, no. I'm, no, it's good. I'm just it coming. made me think of the quote that Holly read from the Ballad of, Snake, uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes about, like, I can't remember the exact quote. We'll have to maybe put it in the show notes but it was about like if the people who are put there to protect you are playing so loose and fast with your life like how do you trust them and it does make me think I'm like why do we really think that this is protecting us like it's such an ingrained thing did y'all watch by any chance the um Lisa Sharon Harper and Jen Hatmaker Facebook video the other day about like white women's toxic tears It went a lot more into, like, the history of our legal system. And when we first started policing, it was was policing plantations. It was policing – it was, like, basically just, like, everyone who owned a plantation would go around and watch out for their, like, white neighbors to make sure that nobody was coming to, like, rape Missy on the plantation. And it was basically, like, we're just trying to make sure that slaves – can't get away with things and it like never happened but the white plantation owners would rape their would rape their slaves like all the time all the time Um, there is an npr up first podcast that we will link in the show notes that tells you about the history of the police Mm. it's a really good episode Um, really great episode i I love npr i have a couple of thoughts here (laughs) I don't know why I, I went here. We're talking about all the injustices. Like, <laughs> this is, I I just want to say this. It's not just an America problem. Mm. I mean, it goes back to, I mean, yeah. the beginning of time. Jesus yeah. was wrongly convicted. All these, a bunch yeah. of these same things. You know, Very I don't know true. what we do about it. I think when you throw race in the picture, on the race problem that we have in this country on top of that, it just whew, blows up. It's so sad and it's infuriating. I don't know what we do about it, but I so appreciate 
um, people who write books like this, John Grisham and yeah. the ho- the host from Crime Junkie and lots of other things that I watch and listen to who are really trying to um, to to make a difference and put awareness out there and all of that. And yes, they um, really care. It's they, really they care. do. They do. Cause and it's we really need sad. I mean, we do need. I do appreciate our legal system in the sense that like in countries that do not have the ability to try or convict people who are doing heinous, horrible crimes, um, you know, like we have long known about um, International Justice Mission, IJM. Um, We can link that in the show notes. And it's a wonderful organization that goes into um, all of these places across the world where people are trafficked and enslaved still. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are people who are enslaved and they go in there and provide legal, you know, counsel for these people so that they can convict the criminals who are, you know, enslaving them and abusing them and doing all of these horrible Mm. things. So I... So appreciate that the legal system can be used to do great good in our world. Um, yes, oh, yeah. it really can. Oh yeah. yeah, nobody. I love this. Is like going moving on, but I love that the name of this book is called The Guardians, mm-hmm. and how they are like their whole mission is to basically. They know some people have them wrongfully convicted and their mission is to get them out and not just let them sit there. Um, I love the name of this book. I'm glad that you said that. That is a little teaser for our next episode. Um, I'm really excited to talk about the guardians. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to say, okay, before I close this, I want to say one more thing about the author. And I know we've talked a lot about the author. You love the author. Well, I I was just going to say, I I think it's warranted. He's been writing books for 35 years. He has 35 books. Like, he's earned this. But I just want to say this because I think it gives him a lot of credibility in what he writes. He's actually an attorney. And he started writing as a hobby. He'd get up early, early in the morning and start writing. And then his first book was published in 1989. And then, um, and he just kind of kept writing. Well, he kind of went back to law because I think a case like kind of fell in his lap and he won this huge case. And, um, and then he's a writer. So he, he has some experience, you know, like he's in the field. He knows what goes on. Like he, and I just think that gives him some credibility in some of the things he talks about. And I think it gives him a lot of credibility for the passion he has. And it, it, it's obvious in these books, the passion he has for the just injustices. So I just appreciate knowing that about him. So is there like a Netflix series or a documentary on that case that he did, John Grisham? Not the case that he did. In fact, I don't know a lot about that case that he that he won really big. I really don't know a lot about the case. But speaking of Netflix documentaries, there is a Netflix documentary on his nonfiction book, The Innocent Man. Holly, you oh, wow. watched it. I haven't yes. I haven't watched it yet. And I I need to. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna start it tonight. But Anyway, um, well, I should probably finish this book first, but um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so yeah, you guys might want to check that out too. Was there a movie on that book as well? Was there an actual like Hollywood movie? I may be totally making this up. I'm thinking of Matthew McConaughey and he's a lawyer and there's something to do with the car. What what is that? 
that was one of his other books. Okay. I don't think it was The Innocent Man. Okay, I don't think so either, but whatever that one was, I liked it too. <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> it out. The Lincoln Lawyer. There you go, The Lincoln Lawyer. There are a lot of show notes for this episode. And yeah. I would t- I would say there are lots of um, media out there, I think, right now, quite honestly. Um, to yeah. Get oh, Just Mercy. We, we could. Yeah, <gasps> Just Mercy. Oh, yeah. Watch Great that movie. Oh, I have to. Re- I'm gonna have to read the book. It first. will make you sick. There's I a don't book. I think I can. Yeah, I gotta read the book first. Book. Yeah, me too. Oh, got to. Okay. Yeah, man, well. you guys. Thank you so much. As I was doing my episode notes for this, I was struggling because I didn't feel like I. I. I, I was really. Um, like leaning on you guys to fill some stuff in, and I have enjoyed this conversation so. Anyway, thank you so much. Um, And for our listeners, you will want to join us next Monday. We're going to continue discussing this. Um, I do want to talk, like Holly kind of gave us a teaser about, I want to talk about The Guardians. Um, We're also going to be rating the book, giving some ideas for how you can host your own book club. And we're going to put a little bit of a personal spin on some of the themes in the book. Um, There's actually a couple of themes that I purposely left out of this episode because I want to save them for our more personal discussions next week. So I am looking forward to that. Until then, be the best and subscribe to our show on the podcast platform of your choosing. And I can't say it enough for all of us. Please write us a review wherever you listen. The few minutes that you take to write us a review is just so valuable to us. You can wander into our lovely little world at www.thebestbookclubever.com where you can check out more information on all of the things that we've discussed in this week's show and previous episodes. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the BBCE. You can investigate our Instagram at the BBCE. And as always, don't forget to be the best you that you can be because after all, There's only one of you. The end. Now it's time for some bloopers. Oh, speaking of rain, is it raining? That's awesome. No, that's a helicopter over our house. (laughs) Look at her face. I don't think so. It's gone. I can see out Holly's window. It's not raining. Well, I can see outside it was, my window too. <laughs> I can't see outside my window. I'm in my basement. Uh, and Mandy's like, I'm pretty sure it's raining. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> no, it's not raining. She's sheltering in place. Uh, <laughs> speaking of rain. Okay. I was like, man, that's so cool. We just talked about rain and now it's okay. Not raining. <laughs> <laughs> I am recording this just in case something happens with the audio, but we will have the video. No one pick your nose or anything like that. I might post the video to like uh. YouTube or something we'll see i'm wiping my nose on a kleenex thanks well Holly. that's fine you can do that <laughs> sorry publisher synopsis you want. Yeah. wow this is gonna change what we g- come to our podcast wearing because <laughs> i literally almost came in my bathrobe i mean okay, i don't have to post the video it's fine. i just was a little worried about mandy's audio and I that's mean, like, why understandable i mean like really Probably should have said that before we started recording. <laughs> probably should have said that before. <laughs> we well, are. at least I told you now instead of at the very, very end. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I just noticed my shirt matches my phone.
And I'm about the cutest I have been on book club today, so we may need to post it. <laughs> Did you see my Instagram story? I was a wreck. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I had dirt on my face. Uh, okay. Keeping it real. That's right. Real life.